I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at WinBet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. Restraint restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party. That's April 1st at 7.30 p.m. The SGP will be at the Ice House in Los Angeles, so come hang out with the crew. All the info right now at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Welcome in to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. His shiny face is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. We're working our way back backwards through the weekend. I can't even speak at this uh, time of the day, I guess. I don't know. It's noon. It's, I just it's had... hard to talk backwards, Rod. <laughs> We're working our way backwards through the weekend. Uh, again, if you have not listened to yesterday's show, go back and do that. We are breaking down the Cup Series race, uh, the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix at the Coda uh, Circuit of the Americas track. It is in Austin, Texas. It is a road course, but today... We're going to do Xfinity. Uh, Xfinity odds are plentiful right now on most books, so we're going to go ahead and break that down for you. Truck's still a little slow on the uptake, but yep. we'll make it work. Yeah, uh, well, we were recording last night, and, and the winter odds came out. Uh, I dropped a little little nugget in there from that, and then, yeah, it's been uh, just kind of waiting for the rest of it to drop. There's not even head-to-heads or anything at this point, so I don't know what the deal is over there. The looming threat of Rod and Cody's book is is just making uh, we're making a case for it right now as we speak. So, uh, exactly. anyways, it is road racing. It is the Pit Boss Two Fifty. It is again Austin, Texas, and the Circuit of the Americas track. We're in for it. All three series are in action. Uh, this is the Xfinity episode. We'll break down some Xfinity bets for you. A lot of stuff to talk about, especially with the field and and who's in it, who's making special appearances in it, and uh, what we expect to see from the racing. But Cody, as always, I know you've got some nuggets for us today to get this show going. 
Yeah, one one really big piece of news actually that just came out not very long ago here. Uh, Chevrolet announced that uh, they're no longer going to produce the Chevy Camaro after the 2024 year. So there, there will be a 2024 Chevy Camaro, but not a 2025 Chevy Camaro. So obviously that uh, opens up questions immediately about what is Chevy going to drive in NASCAR. Um, obviously they use the Camaro body right, or yeah, the Camaro body right now. Um, and there is a, a legit difference in, you know, I mean, if you go from the Camry to the, to- you know, a Toyota, the Mustang with Ford, and now you've got the Camaro with Chevy, they are all different and they are manufacturer specific. Um, Chevy's been through a lot of different cars over the years. I think we had the Impala for a little while. We had the Monte Carlo, obviously, back in the day, um, and they've been through different iterations. I don't pay that much attention to cars. Maybe I should more, I guess, but I don't even know what cars they're still producing or what what maybe they're going to continue to produce or if they're going to produce something else. I don't know. Do they still make the Corvette rod? I don't, to be honest, I don't know. I hate, sorry if you're a car guy. I'm not a car guy. I just have my old truck that I drive and I'm not looking to buy a new car. So uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's going to obviously open up questions, but so Bob Pockers already tweeted, they will be allowed to use the Camaro in 2024 if they choose to do so, since it'll still be in production. So this will be a little while out. You would look at maybe 2025 is when, they look to go to the next iteration. I know that, I mean, I think with Ford, I think the Mustang is the only car they still produce. I don't think they've got, I think everything else is SUVs and trucks. And with everything kind of going to the hybrid, the electric type, maybe this kind of pushes that conversation in NASCAR a little quicker. Uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, Chevy's kind of been the rock of all rocks. Like it's it's by far the most successful manufacturer in NASCAR history. So where Chevy goes, NASCAR might follow because they're they're kind of an important piece. Obviously, still have some of the better teams today and, and the strongest cars, it would seem. So uh going to be interesting to follow that, but that just kind of came out this afternoon. I would like to see that. I remember Chevy bought Geo and started making the Chevy Metro. Let's <laughs> let's get the Chevy Metro bodies out there, or, or we start to see, I don't know, the Equinox frames out there. I'd like to see uh, NASCAR turn SUV. That SUV? Would, no. I, I think there's actually been like SUV conversations before, as in like starting a series that had just because of the popularity of SUVs. Obviously, we have the truck series, right? So why not add the SUV series? I don't think that ever went anywhere. I feel like those might be more prone to like rolling over and stuff. They're not, I f- <laughs> the arrow is a little different on those, but uh. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's the natural progression of life, right? You start with the Corvette, then right. you go to the uh, four door when you're, you're just starting. And then of course, you know, you full on go to the SUV. SUV you got a couple kids, all that, right? This, this family car, right? So it's a circle yeah, of there life. You go. <laughs> so let's make NASCAR uh, kind of a, a part of that. No, honestly, I think I would pop, just have to be the Corvette at this point. Cause I don't, you're right. I don't know that there's any other yeah. like, or, or if they're going to, you know, if they come up with some other type of car, they're going to produce or who knows. I, I don't know. Obviously they've got some time, but it'll be interesting to kind of watch that because it does massively affect. I mean, they can't run the Camaro if they don't produce the Camaro anymore. That's not, that's not how it works. So uh, it'll be interesting to, to follow that saga and see where that leads and what changes that could mean for NASCAR. I did own a Chevy sprint back in the day let's bring that body type back let's uh let's make it the chevy sprint in nascar i'm sure sure people would love that that's that's a sexy car right there yeah that got uh, all the chicks (laughs) yeah that's yeah i'm buying that one (laughs) uh no (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, no, it did oh, not. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, Chevy, we'll miss you, Camaro. I, that will be interesting. That's a, that's kind of a yeah. big... And, uh, yeah. Again, yeah. They got time, so I'm sure that, that Chevy will announce in the near future they can start preparing for that new car already or whatever whatever the switch may be, but that'll be interesting to uh, to watch that unfold. I agree. Anything else? Or that's, uh, that's um, as far as news goes, that's about it. Uh, interesting uh, entry list this week. There's a lot of guys swapping series over into the Xfinity series, so wanted to touch on that real quick. Carson Hosovar going to come up from the truck series, run the 07 car for Bobby Dodder. Um, you go Eric Almarola is going to be in the 08 car. So very interesting, right? Because Carson Hosovar is in the, the 07 car for Bobby Dodder and it's a Chevrolet. Eric Almarola is in the 08 car for Bobby Dodder and that's a Ford. So he, Bobby Dodder is going to have both manufacturers, which you're allowed to do. And we see some of these guys change manufacturers depending on the race. Like they don't have any support from the manufacturer. Now the Eric Almarola car, I would imagine, will be prepared by Stuart Haas. They did that last year with Custer when he was in the 07. So, uh, so I'm sure that he will. But uh, then going down the list, AJ Allmendinger is in that All Star car for Colleg, the number ten. Uh, Hendrick has entered their um, Xfinity car, the number seventeen, with William Byron. Um, and then going down through the list, I think there was Miguel Paluto uh, is going to be in the eighty-eight car, an extra JRM car. So JRM will have the five cars. Again, allowed to do that in the Xfinity series. So we're going to see that a few times this season. Um, and then I thought, no, Ross Chastain's in the trucks, right? Not the, not the guy. Yeah, he's so. doing the trucks. Yep. So I think that's it on as far as this goes. But uh, is it, wait, Ty Gibbs is, yeah, Ty Gibbs in the 19 as well. Mm -hmm. He's the other one. Uh, so obviously kind of a, a reunion of some of these guys, right? Almondinger, Gibbs coming back down after uh, the two of them basically dominated all the road courses in Xfinity series last season. So. Good chance we're going to be talking about those guys during this episode. <laughs> Indeed. A uh, couple of guys also. Um, yeah, th there's a couple of other folks that are like Anthony Alfredo will be out there again. I think, yeah, he, I think he, he's running full time. Though, is he running he full time the, again? I, I think, think he's right. full time in that 78. He's now. just back back in the back that it's hard. To how about how about that 74 car, Rod? Do you want to pronounce that name? Uh, do I want to? Uh, Baltazar uh, Leguizamon. Yeah, sure. That's probably pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. Hey, listen. If nothing hey. else, I, I I attempted it. Sage Karam is in the forty four car. Uh, he's an IndyCar guy, so that's that's notable. Um, I don't know that there's anyone else that's. Nah, no. Connor Mozak is in the the twenty six car. I think he's he does some IndyCar, doesn't he? Maybe yeah. something yeah. like that. But I don't. I'm not too worried. I don't think <laughs> we'll be talking talking much about those guys. I don't think. Not necessarily. Yeah. In fact, it's it's the some of those those fringe guys especially with what we were talking about. If you haven't listened to the Cup Show, go listen to the Cup Show. Uh, obviously, one of the biggest things for this race uh, is going to be the fact that there are no cautions thrown for the stage yep. breaks. This is going to be a 48-lap 40 lap course, rather. 48 laps race on this 3.410-mile course. Uh, it is an F1 sanctioned course. F1 does run on this. Obviously, that means that uh, the the dynamics of this racetrack are really more suited toward the open wheel cars than the stock cars. And I think that's where the biggest distinction in all of this lies is that NASCAR didn't get there first. It was F1 first, and then NASCAR started to squat on that territory. So um, the racing style in F1 is completely different than NASCAR 
Cody talked about it uh, yesterday where the bodies are heavier, the bumping and banging happens. You touch wheels in F1 and parts are flying all over the place. Day's over. <laughs> yeah, your day's over, the guy's day's over, anybody else that it hits day's over. But uh, obviously these these cars are a lot more suited to the beating and banging. So you're going to see a lot of leaning on them. You're going to see a lot of uh, you know guys kind of trying to nudge a little bit harder to try to get them out of the way. So, yeah, this is going to be a crazy race. Uh, you talk about what they've only been here twice, uh, have they, in, in the whole of NASCAR. Um, and then last year here, it was A.J. Allmendinger who walked away with the win over Austin Hill by two seconds. Uh, only four cautions for eight laps. Eight total lead changes in the race at COTA uh, last year. And then in 2021, the first race here for that, Kyle Busch led 35 of the 46 laps to win over A.J. Allmendinger. There was only four cautions for seven laps in that. The margin of victory, 11 seconds. <laughs> Six lead changes in the race. Yeah, and so so to keep in mind, and we talked about this yesterday on the Cup Show. If you haven't listened to that, obviously go back and listen. But if you just stumbled across this episode or something, welcome. And, and it is no stage cautions at the end of these stages. They will still count the stages. You cross the line, the flag will wave, you get the points, but they will not throw a caution. The race will just continue. Like you just said, only four cautions in these couple last races here. That means two of those were for stages, only two for incidents. So that is going to stretch this field out quickly, and it's going to give guys like A.J. Allmendinger, like Ty Gibbs maybe, the opportunity to turn into Max Verstappen and just fucking destroy this field. And honestly, I, I think that a majority of well, I know that a majority of my bets this weekend are based on that alone. Like, I mean, like you just said, Almondinger won by was a last season was two seconds, but the season before was 11 seconds or something like an 11 second lead. And that's with that built in stage two caution. If you don't get that late caution. Now, again, something could happen late in the race. We could end up in overtime. One overtime turns into eight overtimes on road courses half the time because there is all the chaos. But these guys are going to get so spread out. And they're going to get so apart from each other and everything. And if it's a smooth, clean race, it's going to go quick. The laps are going to tick away. You're going to have some pit strategies and stuff. But these guys who are very, very good road course races, this is going to play much more into their hand because uh, they'll possibly just be able to run away with this. And they don't have to give up the 11 second lead at the end of stage one because the stage, I mean, the race doesn't stop. It just keeps going. So by the stage two, you know, it could be up to 22 seconds. And if we never get any cautions, they just continue to run away with it. So keep that in mind when you're placing your bets, when you're making your DFS lineups this weekend. That's going to be very, very important. And I, and I think going to play a huge factor into how these road course races go. Uh, again, you might get some unplanned cautions. And again, not knowing where those are going to be, you can't plan things out. So you might catch somebody in a bad cycle. You might have pitted just in time to catch it. All these things that could go into it that, you know, give some long shots still a chance, and we're going to talk about those as well. But I think it's going to be a lot more straightforward where the cream of the crop is going to rise to the top and just kind of run away with it. Yeah. Um, also, keep an eye out on the weather. I did see some clouds. We didn't talk about it yesterday, but I did check the weather in Austin. Uh, obviously, a couple of years ago, there was that wet and wild show uh, that, that happened all weekend the monsoon. long. Oh, my God. That <laughs> thing was insane. You want to talk about atmospheric river? We were experiencing that in California. Yeah. That was an atmospheric ocean up there uh, dumped on all, all the racers. So, obviously, rain tires are a thing nowadays. Uh, I don't know that we're going to need them, but 
keep an eye out. They may make an appearance if the weather does turn south. Um, like I said, it doesn't look like there's going to be anything on Sunday, and it and it looks like it, it'll just be cloudy. But if we know Mother Nature lately, yeah, you don't you don't know what to predict. So just keep an yeah. eye out for that. We saw what happened last week with rain being an issue in, in qualifying. So could happen. Yeah, and again. it does look like Friday potentially get some rain in the morning. We'll see. And I know there's some practice sessions and stuff lined up Friday, so that could affect those if they're practicing in the rain and they race in the dry. It's gonna be totally different. Um, so it will be something to keep an eye on all weekend, Saturday and Sunday for now, knock on wood, look clear, uh, Saturday's a double header again, uh, with the trucks and Xfinity, but keep an eye on it because obviously if it does shift, uh, yeah, they will, they're not afraid to race in a lot of rain here. They are not at all. Uh, keep an eye on the discord. We'll keep you posted on that. Cody, what say we get to some bets, shall we? Let's do it. I'm ready to go. All right. We're going to lay out bets in the next stage. We're going to take a break though and tell you. About WinBet. WinBet's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet's now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During that WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the weeks will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the longest par- long shot parlay of the week, so excited about this, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older, present. The scare play through WinBet is available. If you're somebody who has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. The SGP guys are going to be hosting a Final Four watch party at the historic Ice House in Pasadena, California. It's happening Saturday, April the 1st at 7.30 p.m. Get all the details right now at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. I don't have to ask this because I know you already want to hang with Sean and Ryan at the stadium swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world. Well, you can do that and win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang with them. The contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you didn't win the contest, if you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using the promo code SGP15. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, I don't know what you're doing, uh, Masters weekend, but we may, we may need to go uh, book our rooms to get that happening. 
I wonder if uh, the company will pay for that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we can write it off, right? That's what they tell us. <laughs> right there, you go. No, yeah, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, I wish I was. Uh, this is the time I wish I was out on the West Coast, closer to you guys. That'd be a, a pretty fun experience to to have. So if you're in that area, or if you're if you're planning to go out there, make that happen because that's uh, that'd be a good time. Those guys look like a lot of fun to hang out with. I know. Uh, I watched the St. Patty's Day show live that night. They were hammered and it was hilarious and it looked like they'd had a, a pretty good time that day uh, just watching some hoops. Look, having set foot in the mothership, I absolutely love that place. That studio is pristine. Like that whole place just is a place you want to work at. So yeah, uh, I can understand 100%. why Sean and Ryan are happy people all the time. Uh, speaking of happy people, we want you to be happy. And we want you to cash some bets and cash some tickets this week. So let's uh, let's get you loaded up. Let's get your betting card looking good and squared away for this. Uh, what's the race name again? It's uh, Pit Boss 250 from the Coda Racetrack in Austin, Texas. Cody, load that's, him up. That's one of those perfect uh, sponsor names, the Pit Boss. I like it. It's good. It's nice. Anyways, it's simple. Uh, we talked yesterday, top fives, top tens in the Cup Series. Odds weren't super great. It was kind of... We found a few things, but not as, as good as we normally get, maybe. Uh, not the case in Xfinity. They are sleeping on Sammy Smith, Rod. You can get him at a top five for plus 400. Now, uh, this is a loaded field. I will give you that. There's a lot of good drivers in here that can do well. Um, but if you go back, he was uh, not full-time in Xfinity last season, but made a few starts in that Joe Gibbs car. Uh, he finished third place at Watkins Glen, and then his other road course start was Road America. He was running in the top five with five laps to go, had a mechanical issue that forced him out of the race, and so the result was not there. But you're telling me that within the last five laps of both road courses he ran in, in his only two Xfinity starts on road courses, he was inside the top five, and now you're going to give me odds on him at plus 400. Something doesn't equate there. We've seen him obviously win a couple of weeks ago already. So he started the season strong that uh, JGR has got speed in those Xfinity cars. We've talked about Toyota struggling in the Cup Series. Not the case in Xfinity. John Arnimacek has been really fast. Sammy Smith has been really fast. Um, and so even though you're going to have an Almondinger in this race, a William Byron, a Ty Gibbs, you know, and there's some other good guys that are going to be up there. Austin Hill is going to look good. Some other guys I expect to be up there fighting for this. Sammy Smith had a top five at plus 400 when he's basically two for two if you don't count his mechanical issue at the end where he would have finished in the top five um, at plus 400. Seems like they're big time sleeping on him, especially with the way we started this season and talked about it a little bit early in the season. We weren't quite sure if we could trust him enough, and he's proved that already, that you can trust him. He can complete these. He's very young, but he's very good, knows what he's doing. Uh, and so this one is a steal, in my opinion. Uh, I absolutely love this bet at plus 400. I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to uh, besmirch the name of Sammy Smith any longer. I will definitely kiss your ass on this one because I do believe that uh, my time hating on Sammy Smith is, has come to an end. Uh, and again, I mean, I, he can't have a beer yet, so I can't have a beer with him. But uh, <laughs> maybe we can maybe we can share a... a uh, I don't know. A nice root beer. A nice root beer. <laughs> you know, I'll have a not your father's. He can have just a regular root beer. I'll buy there him an IBC. <laughs> I'll spring for the bottle for Sammy Smith. Uh, but yes, I definitely think this is highly doable for him. Um, I'm just, like I said, done hating on him. You want to talk about value? Well, I found a doozy of a value. 
and this is Justin Allgaier as a top three car. They have this at six to one. Unbelievable. I know that, you know, Justin Allgaier has had two tough weeks lately, and it, it hasn't necessarily been uh, the greatest for him over the last couple of weeks. But here, last season on this track was not good for him either. But he did start in ninth place. He did finish 33rd. Just a not good race for him altogether. But in 2021, he started ninth. Guess where he finished? Third place. Uh, I, I just think he can get this done again. I know, like you said, this is an absolutely packed field, but Justin Allgaier has proven that he can run with these cup guys. He's done it before in the cup series itself. So he's he's not he's not one that can't do it. Uh, look at his road course history. The Charlotte road course, he's been in five races. He's got two top fives, three top tens. Daytona road course, two uh, entries there with one top 10 finish. Indy Grand Prix, he's got three starts. He's got one top five, two top tens in that as well. Watkins Glen, 11 starts, four top fives, seven top tens. He is good on road courses. He can continue to get things done. Um, like I said, it, it hasn't been a good start for, or it wasn't a good last couple of weeks for him in Phoenix and Atlanta. But before that, third at Daytona, third at Fontana, second at Las Vegas. That is a fantastic track record. Again, the two times that he, he didn't finish the race, he crashed out. He started second in Phoenix. Got, you know? got wrecked by his teammate both times. Got wrecked by his teammate both times. So if he can stay away from any junior motorsports cars, I feel like there's no reason why he can't finish inside the top three in this race. And at 6-1, to one, that's great value right now. Yeah, I like this one. There's a lot of value there. Again, we talked about it coming into the season. He should be one of the better drivers in this field. He has a real shot at getting his first championship, I think. Things started out great, right? A couple of top finishes. The last two races haven't gone well, despite running well in both those races. Obviously, was wrecked by his teammates in both of them. Uh, and so he's he seemed to have had the best success at JRM with all the changes, kind of a rough start for guys like Brandon Jones. Sam Mayer's been up and down, same with Josh Berry. Uh, but he's a guy you can trust, a veteran here. Yes, it is a loaded field, and so, you know, you've got a couple of guys ahead, but it doesn't always go in their favor, right? It, things happen. Uh, we saw it last season with William Byron and Ty Gibbs, right? Watkins Glen, they battled it out. One of the two of those guys was winning that race. They were the best two cars. I think they finished 24th and 25th because they wrecked themselves late. Something like that. You want a guy like Justin Allgaier who's going to be running with a solid day. Probably not going to be the best car. Probably not going to dominate the race, but he'll have himself in position there. If you get the late race chaos, if you get whatever, somebody has a problem, mechanical problem like Sammy Smith had running up there, and Allgaier could sneak in and grab that top three. So I like that one at six to one. Uh, again, some good value on these uh, positional bets, I think, so far. I agree. Next up for me, I'm going to take another positional bet. Uh, my guy, Parker Kligerman. Again, I just love betting on this guy. He has made me some money over the years. I can't stop. They continue to give us good odds. So I'm going to take him at a, a top five at plus 300. And I'm also going to take him as the Group B winner. Um, and in that group, he's going against Sam Mayer, Josh Berry, Sammy Smith, Daniel Hemrick, and Kaz Grala. Sam Mayer, um, again, it's been up and down to start the season for him. Kind of still, I, I think there's a lot of hope and promise there, but some of these JRM cars have struggled. So I, I think that at plus 340, I like Kligerman out of this group. Josh Berry, same thing, basically. 
They've struggled a little bit. Barry can get it done. He's got some really good road course finishes, so wouldn't be surprised. But I also, we'll get to this in a little bit, but I think Kligerman can be up there competing for the win in this car. Um, then you go down to Sammy Smith. Obviously, I've made the case for him as well. I think he can be a top five car. So it's not, this isn't a, a give me group by any means, but for where the, the value's at, Daniel Hemrick, probably looking about 12th place. That's where he'll be. Uh, and then Kaz Grala, woof. I don't know why he's in this group with these guys. That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Looking back at his road course history is not great. So I think I know you're going to uh, contend against him in a few as well. Uh, so I may actually agree with you on this one. But uh, I think that plus 340 for this group, uh, I think that with the question marks around the JRM guys like Mayer, like Barry, how their season has started, uh, Sammy Smith is the one that scares me the most because I'm on him as well. But I think Parker Kligerman, I mean, we've seen speed. That 48 car, they're not just there to race and compete and maybe we score a top 10. Like They are a good car, um, and they have shown up with the speed. Kligerman has showed up. I mean, should have won that race last week at Atlanta. Thank you, Daniel Hemrick. You dick. But uh, but no, and, and then you go back last year. Uh, Kligerman finished 12th here at Coda, and he was in the Emerling Gase number 35 car. That is a horrible car that doesn't have a ton of speed. Still managed to get a 12th place finish there. Um, with that, his other start last season was at Indy. Uh, he got he only completed like 11 laps, got taken out early in that one. But you go back to last season in the truck series, he won the, the road course race at Mid-Ohio. Uh, and then 2021 in the trucks, he had a 13th place at Coda as well in a not great truck. And then fifth place at Watkins Glen in that 75 truck again. So uh, Kligerman is a guy who, who is a good road course racer, can get it done. I mean, we saw him in that truck race last season at Mid-Ohio. He outdueled Zane Smith, who's one of the, you know, the best driver and ended up being the champion in, in the truck series. Um, and so love Kligerman this week. So that top three or top five rather at plus 300. And then the Group B winner for Kligerman at plus three forty. All right, we have Kligerman ourselves into another Kligerman bet. Uh, and listen, I, you know, when when they hit, they hit, and that's the good thing about it. Uh, I'm obviously gonna maybe kind of get uh, against you on that Group B one, only because I've got a you know a guy that I think is going to be well. But I mean, look, it doesn't matter. Actually, it doesn't matter where he finishes. I guess he can finish outside of yeah, the twelfth. Yeah, he can finish twelfth. That's fine, <laughs> as long as everybody else finished before. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to Moffitt. I mean, again, when you bet, like I know probably folks that aren't necessarily all that familiar with NASCAR betting and like, why do they keep going back to these folks? Well, two reasons. One, books don't really give you a lot of creative ways to to do a lot of things. You know, they they norm they normally throw the same names up each and every week, and so you just got to find a creative way to do it. So. Um, last time we, we had a Moffitt head-to-head, uh, -head, which we cashed. Well, now I'm going to go ahead and toss out Moffitt as a top-five car. Sounds kind of crazy. I understand because, obviously, um, his seventh-place finish in Atlanta last week was kind of like a, you know, I mean, I'm not the seventh-place finish. I'm looking at the wrong tab. God damn, Rod, you and He was your, seventh here at Coda last year. He was seventh here at Coda last year. That's why I was looking. He was seventh here at Coda last year and 12th the year before. Uh, so that's not too far outside of the top five. Um, and basically, a seventh place finish at Coda is not bad for a guy that's not necessarily one of these big name guys, right? He's not even running uh, top tier equipment and he still finished inside the top 10. Um, so I, I'm definitely encouraged by that. Yes, 
Here's where I contradict myself. The numbers for him this season haven't been fantastic. Uh, 29th at Daytona, 9th at Fontana, 22nd at Las Vegas. But here's where I'm encouraged, right? He had that 13th place run at Phoenix and looked solid in doing so. Um, so I, I just, I'm really hopeful that that will carry through and, and lead to another um, good finish for him as well. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping among all hopes that uh, that we get a good run out of Moffitt and a top five finish. Like I said, in this in this track, he's had a 12th place and a 7th place finish. And I mean, I know we talk a lot about road course history altogether and, and trying to piece together uh, a, a guy's road course history, but Moffitt doesn't necessarily have all that much. He's got two starts at Austin, two starts at the Charlotte road course where he doesn't have anything uh, to show for it, no top 10s. One, road, one start at the Daytona road course, uh, three starts at the Indy GP, uh, one at Watkins Glen. So, not a, not an extensive history here, but to come out and do seventh and and be a seventh place car at the end of a race like last season's race, um, I'm going to give it to him, and I think he can do it again. I, I just I feel it. I feel it in my bones. And this is at ten to one, so I love the value here. If he does sneak up a couple of more spots from from where he was the last time he was out here. Yeah, at 10 to 1, I think you're getting good value here. Is Moffat going to just run fifth place all day? No, he's not. But this is for building in for that chaos. We get that late race caution. Somebody loses a bumper. There's a piece of cardboard on the track. Somebody gets stuck in a gravel trap and can't come out. We get that late caution. Chaos ensues. Guys start wrecking each other. Brett Moffat slips through and ends up with a fifth place finish. That's what this type of bet is building for. And He's shown this season to have a little bit of speed. He's had a couple of good runs uh, so far, and he's a guy that's been around for a while. So even though he doesn't have a ton of starts, he's been, I mean, he was like, what, 2017 Cup Series Rookie of the Year or something we talked about before. He's He's been around. He's had some chances, some different rides. So with that veteran awareness and everything, I think he could survive some chaos if that happens. And it's a nice little backup plan to have if you're, if the rest of your stuff doesn't go your way and you, you build in for that chaos somewhere. And if you finish seventh last year, it only needs to get two more spots and a 10 to one. Uh, I think you can definitely make a case for that. Crossing my fingers. Next up for me, uh, I'm going to stick with the, the Joe Gibbs racing train. And I'm, I'm surprised by this line, Rod. I don't understand this completely. John Hunter Nemechek is, is paired up with Sheldon Creed and he's at plus 100. I, I don't know why I'm not going to ask. I don't care because I will take it uh, to me. Again, we've talked about Sheldon Creed till we're blue in the face. Love the guy. He's our favorite Canadian. That's from California, uh, but he cannot finish races. And that's just the constant theme with him. And we continue to see it week in and week out. Every once in a while, he'll grab a decent finish and you're like, yes. And then he comes out next week and it's just bad finishes again. And so you go back and look, uh, John Hunter Nemechek only did one Xfinity race uh, last season, and that was at Road America. He finished 18th. I believe he was – I don't have it written down, but I think he was in the Sam Hunt car for that one. So, again, we talked about those were not as good as the Joe Gibbs cars. Um, but if you go back to the Truck Series last season, second place at Coda, eighth at Sonoma, and then in 2021 in the Trucks, third place at the Daytona Road Course, 12th at Coda, second at Watkins Glen. Those are good enough and consistent enough finishes for me that I got to take him over Sheldon Creed. Now you go back and you'll say, well, Sheldon Creed finished 10th in this race last season. Well, I just told you not to con conflict myself, but sometimes he can get good finishes. It's the fact that you can't rely on him to, 
to to give you that good finish like a Kevin Harvick, like a Riley Herbst, where we just know like a Daniel Hemrick in 12th, we know he's going to be there every week. Sheldon Creed, he'll have flashes. It'll look like the best car, and then something always goes wrong, always gets in his way. So 10th at Coda, but then he was 32nd at Portland, 27th at Road America, 23rd at Indy Roval. Jumped up and got eighth at Watkins Glen, another good run, and then back to 16th again at the uh, Charlotte Roval. So it just, it's again, inconsistent finishes. I mean, nothing that impressive about his Xfinity Series starts on the road courses last season and eighth and a tenth. Those are decent finishes, but not that great. I didn't look at those races, but my guess would be some late caution flag. I know the Watkins Glen, when he finished eighth, that we had the Gibbs and Byron deal where they, battling out win they end up wrecking each other i think there might have been a caution put you in overtime there and, and so who knows how much he got at the end or whatever there but again john hernemachek i just talked about it with sammy smith those sammy smith those toyota gibbs toyotas have had speed they've looked fast they've looked good i'm going to keep riding that wave uh and take john hunter here over sheldon creed Again, uh, it's one of the guys I want to have a beer with. And you're right. I mean, my handicap begins and ends with the fact that Sheldon Creed has burned us so many times. And just, you know, you, you he's so good. And then something happens. I mean, just yeah, and, and like his to win odds, his to win odds, too. Like it used to be you could get Sheldon Creed at 25 to one. And like I was just auto betting that every week because he can win. You know, he can like he shows these flashes. And if you can put it together, but now he's only 14 to one. And it's like. Would I be surprised if he comes out wins a race? No, because I know he can do it, and he showed how fast he is. We know how fast those RCR cars are. Look what Austin Hill's done to start the season. It's just he cannot consistently finish races, and so I'm going to consistently bet against him until he gets consistent on the consistency. <laughs> He's consistently inconsistent, and that's exactly what we love uh, about our, <laughs> our, our man there. Um, yeah, again, I just I want to love... I want him to to do more for us. It's like that. And this is like me betting on Ty Gibbs in the Cup Series yesterday. Like I don't love to do it, but sometimes you just got to do what makes sense. And that plus money too. That's the thing. Like if this was minus one sixty five or something, then it's like okay, yeah. I mean, this could go either way. That's probably juiced up appropriate. But at plus one hundred on the John Hunter side of things, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, me either. Um, all right. So this one, you're actually going to agree with me on this one, and I and I kind of like it. Might be the only time you ever get me to bet on Daniel Hemrick. Yay, buddy! Uh, that was my goal this week to find a way for Cody to not be able to poke a hole in my Daniel Hemrick bet. Uh, and this is going to be uh, Hemrick over Cosgrala. I don't know why this is even a bet. I don't know why this is a matchup. But please go hammer this one now before they take it down and realize what they've done wrong. Um, and, and listen, I understand, uh, this one's juiced at minus 125 on the Hemrick side of it. So obviously, um, the books at least know that this is going to be a, a Daniel Hemrick bet to win, but they, first of all, haven't juiced it up a ton. And second of all, they're offering it in the first place. So, um, I, I'm just going to start by saying this, this season alone, right? Cosgrala's average finishing position is 27.4. His average start is 28 or a 24.8 rather. He's got no wins, no top fives, no top tens. His best finish is 13th. He has finished 32nd, 23rd, 34th, 35th, crashed out of two races. Cody's favorite driver and the guy he's going to go buy a banner for, Daniel Hamrick. 12th, 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 and 12th. Close. Oh, close. <laughs> exactly, because he's right there every week. 36th, 
12th, 10th, 10th, 2nd. Average finishing position of 14th place. So, I mean, even if we were just looking at this season stats alone, uh, you would tell I would tell you that this is a good bet just because Casagrala uh, is not running all that well. And he does not have a, a ton of history on road courses. And, in fact, the one that he does kind of have good, uh, or at least some track record on, the Charlotte Motor Speedway, he's made three starts. He got an eighth-place finish, which is highly impressive. Uh, but then he wrecked out of the the one in 2022, uh, and then in the 2021, a suspension problem sidelined him as well. So Kaz Grala, you know, again, does not have the, the track history as an Xfinity driver. He's made three starts on the Charlotte Roval, like I said, uh, with one top 10 finish. Uh, he's had, what, Indy, one start at Indy, no top 10s there. Two starts at Watkins Glen. He actually has a top five at Watkins Glen, which is kind of impressive. The same race that we just talked about with Sheldon Creed last year where it was chaotic at the end. Exactly. So he snuck his way oh. up there. It yep. can't happen. But Daniel Hemrick, obviously a much better driver in and of himself. Uh, here no, at debatable, Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, even if it's a 12th place finish. Uh, at Circuit of the Americas, um, you know, he had a 29th and a 25th, 25th place finish on these uh, on this course. But again, this season he's running a lot better. I feel like uh, it's going to at least give him an edge to beat Cosgrala, who, like I said, is not necessarily the best this season either. So um, Hemrick's been running well. He's been running in the front. I see that happening at least middle of the pack. If he finishes 12th, all Cosgrala has to do is finish 13th, and we cash this bet. That's the thing. All he, all he has to do is finish 12th, and you can count on him to do that. It's not. I mean, I don't love this. I'm probably not going to bet this one. But, yeah, you go back and you look at Kaz. I mean, last season... He, you know, 32nd in Indy Road Course, 35th at the Charlotte Road Course. Uh, he did have that fifth at Watkins Glen. Again, that was kind of a, a crazy race. But you go back to 2020, he had a start at Road America, 18th. So just nothing too impressive uh, about what he's done um, on the road courses. And with Daniel Hemrick, he's not going to win the race. No, his teammate might because, uh, you know, the colleague cars are better. And Grawla is in a little bit of a better car than he's been in the past. He's with the Sam Hunt cars, but just talked about that with John Hunter Nemechek as well. Like you could tell the difference when John Hunter Nemechek, a great driver, was in the Sam Hunt cars and when he was in the Joe Gibbs cars, and it was night and day. And so I don't expect much from Grawla at all. Uh, so I will probably stay away from this mostly because I have a policy against betting on Daniel Hemrick. But, uh, but, I won't argue with you or, or laugh at you when you pick Hemrick for this bet. It's all I ask. All I ask. <laughs> Next up, a head-to-head, and this is one we agree on. I know we had our, our differences yesterday, but this one, again, makes no sense. Austin Hill over Cole Custer, plus 100. We're both in agreement on the Hill side of things. Uh, you go back and you look last season, Hill finished second here. Finished third at Portland, fourth at Road America, ninth at the Indy Road Course. Ended the season on a bit of a slide. 30th at Watkins Glen again. We talked about that race a minute ago. And 29th at the Roval. So two bad finishes to end it. But those first four, second, third, fourth, and ninth at those first four road courses, very good runs from him. Very underrated road course racer. I was hoping the books would uh, sleep on him a little bit more this week. But after winning uh, three of the first five races, he's still 10 to 1. I thought long and hard about it. I couldn't with some of the other guys in this field in some of the other prices. I just couldn't pull the trigger, but Austin Hill, I mean, he showed us so far this season on super speedways on two mile tracks on half mile or whatever mile tracks. Like 
everywhere in between, he's been good. He's had a chance to win each and every week. He's won three of the first five, uh, and you get the consistency from him. Cole Custer, he has been 0 for 5 beating Riley Herbst this season, his teammate. And, I mean, so far, and maybe this changes, but I was so big on Custer. I was I was hoping they would give us like a eight-win line so I could bet the over on him to win races this season. I thought he was just going to dominate, and he sucked to open the season, honestly. I mean, he led won the first two stages at Auto Club, but other than that, he's not looked great. Uh, he's got no top five finishes. The ninth place at Daytona Super Speedway is the best finish he's got. Um, he had one road course top five finish in the three road course starts he made in Xfinity last season. Uh, and you go back to when he was in Xfinity regular in 2019, 7th, 8th, 10th at the three road course they had that season. Nothing that impressive. But they were okay runs, consistent. And you expect him to have a pretty decent car being in a Stuart Haas car. But as disappointing as he's been to start this season, all the momentum that Hill has, and then going back and looking, and Hill is a really good road course racer, very underrated in that department. I think he'll consistently be in the top five, maybe even the top three all day. Custer, I think, is probably going to run somewhere around 10th like he's been doing all season so far, which has been just so weird to see when you expected so much from him. But And again, plus 100. Why is why are you getting plus odds on Hill here? I, it, it makes no sense to me. And so that's why, again, just gonna gonna hammer this one. I think a lot of it is because they expected Cole Custer to be better, and I think this is one of those opportunities. And he did finish third. I mean, he, he finished third here last uh, last time out. So you know, it was it obviously was Hill, and then it was it was Custer right afterwards. And I mean, you laid out every point because that was going to be my next bet as well. Um, so you laid out all the, all the points that I was going to make. And it's just, this is momentum. This is a momentum thing. When a guy wins three races in five, he's feeling it right. Cole Custer was supposed to come back and dominate, but look, there's sometimes a reason why you have to come back down and, and maybe it's not necessarily all talent. A lot of times it's just performance. Maybe you got to get your head right. Maybe you got to, maybe something was keeping you from being the type of driver that the team the the car everybody the ownership all thought you could be so you got to figure that out right and that that's something that uh maybe cole custer still hasn't figured out yet and whatever whatever the obstacle in his way right now is keeping them from doing well and we've seen it on the track i mean we've seen it in in no like you just said no top 10 finishes this season and that's that says something for a guy we thought was going to come out and, and blister through this this uh series well, and I mean, talking about bed games, let's not forget his dad is high up at Stuart Haas Racing, and he literally got fired from their Cup Series program, which, if you've watched it this season with Chase Briscoe running next to BJ McLeod all season, has not been great. And he wasn't even good enough to stay on that team. So they fired him and said, well, we'll keep you because your dad works here, but you're going back to the lower series because you can't cut it up here. Like, that could be seriously fucking with the guy. I mean... That's got to be a huge letdown. Like you made it to the Cup Series, you're on a good, solid team. I mean, you're not scraping and clawing like like Ross Chastain's, Alex Bowman's had to do for so. Like you walked right up into what's supposed to be, and maybe they're not so much anymore, but supposed to be a good, solid team in the Cup Series, and then you got fired from it basically. And so that, I mean, I could see how that could mess with your head. And now you're in the Xfinity Series, and it's like, man, you know. Uh, so maybe that's maybe that's affected him so far this season, and and maybe that's playing a role. I I don't know. 
Well, and it's like those the baseball guys that get optioned down to Triple A after they've spent some time in the big leagues, and you know some of them even get down to Double A because they're just not necessarily what something's missing. And it, and you know, it's not like I said, it's not maybe because they're not talented enough. It's just something's missing, and they're not able to stay up there. And I've seen it working for a single A ball club, where a lot of times these guys that go up and play in the Triple A get sent back down into into single A ball. Their head's not in it. They're ready to go out to do whatever's next. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what. I'm not a psychiatrist, but I just know something's off. Speculation, but it it could very well, if, especially if we continue to see this go, be playing a huge factor. And let's take advantage of it at this point. I mean, and again, this is where you know we've been accused before of of sticking with the same guys, and you'll hear that in some of the bets. And yeah, we hit bet on Parker Kligerman again. Guess what? We cashed on him last week. So. You know, and and there's stats to back it up. A guy like Custer, I was huge on coming into the season. Now, multiple races, I faded him. We can switch that, you know, flip that switch quickly, and take advantage. And sometimes the books are slower to adjust because there's such high expectations, and you feel like like this Austin Hill thing can't be real, right? Like he's he's not going to win two races. He's not going to win three of the first five. Well, okay, he won three of the first five, but two are super speedways, so no way he's going to keep doing it. Right, and then he just keeps doing it. And eventually they have to adjust. So if you can beat them to adjusting, that's where you gain the biggest advantage. I concur. Um, all right. This next bet looks like we both have it on the card as well. Yep. Very. Uh, we, two, is, have we ever done that before? No. Agreed on two bets? No, never. I mean, I mean, we agree a lot, but I, but actually put two different ones on the card that we both like so much that, that they made it. I don't think we have. No, we have not. In fact, so this is uh, Ty Gibbs over William Byron. Both of us have this. This is at plus. I got it at plus one ten. Cody said he found it at plus one hundred. Oh, well, I'm a I'm well plus one ten for me too. I probably typed that in wrong. I was gonna say maybe the line shifted. <laughs> See, this is why you got to get in now, right yeah. this second. I don't think it moved that much already. But. Yeah, uh, yeah. This one's at plus one ten for Gibbs over Byron. This is this is the books trying to take advantage of you by betting the Byron side of this, right? This is exactly what it is because the Byron side of this is at minus money. Ty Gibbs is at plus 110. You're thinking to yourself, there's no way that Ty Gibbs can beat a cup guy, but you got to realize that Ty Gibbs owned the Xfinity Series while he was down there. 11 road course starts, three wins, six top tens. He can run these road courses. Now, I understand that Byron... Byron is in a Hendricks car on this track. I do get that. But he's also in a very loaded field as well. And Byron's, and I'll, I'll let Cody lay out Byron's uh, road course stats. But the by and large of this is I feel like this is you taking advantage of the books, trying to get everybody else to bet on William Byron. Because, again, Gibbs and the Xfinity Series with these road course races, they were when he was in that, that was all him. You know, he was definitely a dominant road course racer in the Xfinity series. And um, I, I don't want you to get taken advantage of by the books, but Cody back it up. Cause I know uh, you've got a ton of stats to back this up too. Yeah. Well, and I'm trying to find the line here too. I originally wrote down in this, this betting position, I wrote down William Byron over AJ Allmendinger because the price was just, gosh, where did I see that? So I saw, was... I saw Allmendinger at minus 165 Byron at plus yep. 135. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's so wrong like it, he's a cup series driver he's obviously had a, the best start to the season of anybody really right he's been doing well you think about last season and he did have that race at Watkins Glen it was Gibbs it was Byron they beat and they banged and they beat and they banged and then eventually took each other out Kyle Larson ends up claiming their spoils but 
So I went to make that case for myself and I'm go back and look and I'm like, I can't make this case. And so even though I felt like, and maybe that's trying to bait me into it, right? Because it was like, you're going to give me this all-star Hendrick guy again. And I get AJ Allmendinger's good, but, and, and I couldn't make the case. And so then I got to look at it and I'm like, I can't even make the case for him over Gibbs and you're getting Gibbs at the plus money. So don't take that bait. Take the Gibbs side of things. Uh, again, Gibbs has been, you talked about it, right? He's been great on the, the road courses. You go back with, with Byron and he did have the Watkins Glen run, right? It was in the 17 Hendrick car and this is a Hendrick. This is not a Joe Gibbs or a, a JRM card. JRM's already got five cars in the field. This is Hendrick prepared. Hendrick owns this. It's completely separate from the JRM stable. So, um, and they've got their own part-time guys working on this and, and all that. Um, and, and the car was good last season on road courses, but Byron did have that one good run. But then you look back at his Cup Series stats and 12th at Coda. That's not bad. Ninth at Sonoma. Again, not bad, but both of those races the favorites and some people got wrecked at the end. And, and then we had the, the Larson Elliott thing. So not great finishes 16th, the road America 31st at Indy 22nd, at Watkins Glen 16th at the Roval. Nothing really jumps off. Like, wow, he's a pretty good super sp- or road course guy. Is he going to beat most of this Xfinity field? Yeah. He's a cup series guy. He's, he's good. You expect him to have a good day, but with Ty Gibbs and the track record, he's got as much as we've seen him dominate, on road courses as good as he's been on them. Um, I, I'm taking Gibbs in this all day. Uh, and again, plus money. It, it just, it doesn't seem, it does seem right, I guess, because of Byron and he is a Hendrick guy and he's, you know, one of the top cup stars or whatever, but it, it doesn't make a ton of sense based on their track records here. So again, I, I wanted to talk myself into betting on William Byron for this and statistics said, no, not so fast. And it just, there's nothing to back it up. So I'm with you, Rod. We'll both co-sign two in a row, co-sign. Oof, we better get these right or it's going to look bad. But uh, I think, again, if things play out the way that that I think we both foresee it going and things stay rather caution-free and and stretch out, I think that the better drivers are just going to rise to the top. And, and Ty Gibbs is the better road course driver of the two of them, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. I, I told you, it's bait, man. Once I saw this, I, I thought, wow, wow, this is going to be... And then I looked at it and I said, no, no, I, I think I like the yeah. Ty Gibbs and aspect of it. just to, to throw this out there, too, you flip this around and you put this matchup in the Cup Series. These are both Cup Series guys, right? And I think my tune would change. I, I think that as much as Toyota struggled on the Cup Series side of things, and we talked about that yesterday on the Cup Series show, and as good as these Hendrick cars are, I don't think I would take the Gibbs side of things. But... In the Xfinity series, again, I already talked about John Hernemacek. already talked about Sammy Smith. I'm on all three of these JGR cars at some way or form in this race. And uh, I think it's just because they are that much better in the Xfinity series than they are in the Cup series. They're, they're struggling to start this season in the Cup series, but these Supras, again, it's a Supra in the Xfinity. It's a Camry in the in the Cup series, the next gen. It's, all di- it's completely different, but they've got it figured out already in Xfinity. They're rolling hot. I mean, Ty Gibbs won the championship last season. He had seven wins last season, 16 top fives in the Xfinity series. Like, this is still his series recently. He's the the defending champion of it. He's not defending it because he's not running in that series. But you get what I'm saying. He won the last championship is what I'm going with. And so, so again, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to say that he's necessarily, if you put this in the Cup Series side of things, I think it would be flipped. But in the Xfinity series, I think Gibbs has the marked advantage. Uh, and again, at plus money, it just seems to make sense. 
It really does. Like I said, we're, we're here to try to get you to think outside of the box, and that's exactly what this bet is. Um, and the fact that both of us found it, again, we don't, we don't talk about our bets before we put them down on the card because we don't want to taint each other's uh, ideas. I mean, granted, we've had 138 episodes so far of... of we pretty much know what each other's thinking at this point. We, kind of, <laughs> we can look at the card and go, yeah, I know which side Cody's on. It's not, it's not that big of a surprise. You got to figure there's going to be a Hemrick bet for Rod. You got to figure there's going to be an Almondinger bet. You got to figure there's going to be a Jimmy Johnson bet. And then you come to my side and you're probably going to have, you know, certain guys at certain tracks. Kevin Harvick's going to find his way in. Corey LeJoy. Parker Kligerman's going to find his way in. <laughs> we, we've got our own guys, you know, but, but hey, we got to do what works, right? Yeah, we do. And again, like and I said. Xfinity, man, we had the big 22 to one in the cup series. So that obviously kind of overshadows a little, but the Xfinity card specifically by you, I think, did you hit every Xfinity nah, bet? I missed Except one, one maybe, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you killed it last week and I had a pretty good week as well. So maybe we're firing on all cylinders in Xfinity and that's kind of our jam right now. Hopefully that's yeah. what I'm putting anyways. And listen, if, if, if you want different names, then tell the books to put different names, like put heat yeah. on your books to start offering bit other names because, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just give hard us to a, give us a Connor Mosack versus Kaz Grawl or something in the back. I don't care. Yeah. We'll, we'll bet, bet on it. it, but it's just not available. <laughs> and we've done that before, right? We had, was it Corey LaJoy and Ty Dillon a couple of weeks ago? Like we bet on like, We'll make a case for those bets, but you don't get them a ton. It's a lot of, sometimes it is repetitive things, but there's still advantage you can get. And I mean, Byron Gibbs, that's not really a, a matchup you see in the cup series ever. And so to get them in the Xfinity series, it is, it is still changing things up a little bit. Yes, indeed. Okay. Let's uh, step away for one more break. We come back. We'll actually tell you who we think is going to win this race of left and right turns. Well, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness, and College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket was busted after day one. Whew, talking. I think, yeah, Cody said his was. I, I, I didn't have a bracket, so it didn't get to get busted. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn hi if you see me waving you're watching this on youtube or you've at least got the audio from youtube on and you're going around your house doing whatever chores cody i don't know what your youtube uh, consumption is like but i know that half the time i'll put a video on and just listen to the audio and walk around so people didn't see me wave Cody's, Cody's yeah, that's uh, that's that's a majority of my YouTube viewing is, yeah, it's on and I'm listening, but I'm doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you who actually watch this like a television show, thank you, and and actually paying attention. Say again. <laughs> if you sit here and watch us for this whole show, props to you. Yeah, props to you. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we're appreciative of you consuming this on YouTube by and large. Anyways. Uh, we want you to continue to do so. We want you to tell your friends that we are now on YouTube as well uh, and, and subscribe and download. No, you don't download on YouTube. You subscribe, you like, you comment, you ring that little bell. Uh, all the things that the bosses are telling us to tell you to do to keep this YouTube channel afloat. Again, we're adding little things every time just to make it more uh, enjoyable for you, the YouTube viewer. But for you OG listeners of the podcast, we will not sacrifice the quality for you you are our our driving force and youtube will be that just as much uh in the future but once again 
thank you. Continue to do so. And as I've said time and time again, just please love us. That's still one of my favorite lines from you. Just please love us. Just please love us. That's my <laughs> inner that's my inner third grader just yearning to be accepted. So Yes, exactly. Uh all right, Cody. All right. Winner's time. Some winners, Rod. Um, I mean, we'll get to your pick in a minute, but you know, again, the, the Max Verstappen uh thing applies to your side of things. But if your guy doesn't win, I think there's actually a lot of despite how loaded maybe this field is, still a lot of good value here. So I got Ty Gibbs at the top, plus 500. Uh, again, I mean, with him and A.J. Allmendinger, it's been 1A and 1B on road courses. Dinger's had the advantage, yes, but Gibbs has been so good on him. Uh, you go back to last season at Coda, he was, ended up 15th. He kind of got shuffled out at the end there. Uh, and again, another thing, too, is Gibbs would dominate early in a lot of races and then get shuffled back in these stupid flip stage shit and could never get back up there sometimes, not going to have this this time. It's just going to be he's able to go out there, run, do his thing without the built-in cautions. You know, he's going to not get cycled to the back that much or in the pack and get caught up in all this extracurricular. He's going to have the opportunity to go out there and just race for it, and he can go wheel-to-wheel with anybody on the road courses in a top-tier car, which he has in the Xfinity Series. Uh, So plus 500, love Ty Gibbs. And then I didn't want to give out two long shot guys, but I'm scrolling through the board and I'm like, how can I not take both of these guys? Sammy Smith, I made the case already. He's got two starts in the Xfinity series on road courses in the top five with five laps to go on both of them. Again, a mechanical failure in one finished was a third at Watkins Glen and the other one. So, and again, Watkins Glen, we talked about that was kind of a mess at the end too, but put himself in position to be there. He's been fast. He's been good. Uh, he, he dominated the Arca series last season as well. Won the championship over there. Uh, he's already won an Xfinity series race this season. I think he's going to continue to build on that momentum. He's going to have a fast car. He's going to be solid. Uh, again, all three of these Gibbs cars, I expect to be pretty good. I think John Hunter, maybe to a lesser degree, but going to still be good. And then Parker Kligerman, I can't pass him up at 30 to one. Again, that big machine car. It's not just another car in the field. It, it is a good car to the level of the Gibbs cars, no, to the level of of the Hendrick car, probably not. I don't think the JRM drivers are necessarily as good on road courses. So I, I don't know that that I, I think you could put Parker Kligerman in that conversation more so than them, even. Uh, but at 30 to 1, it's almost just disrespectful. We saw him win in that part-time 75 truck last season. Like he can do it on these road courses. He should have won at Atlanta last weekend, where we had him at a similar, was he third? I think he was 30 to 1 then as well. So we didn't get it last week because Daniel Hemrick decided to be a dick. But we're going to get it back this week with Parker Kligerman. Uh, and again, A.J. Allmendinger, Ty Gibbs, they dominate this race. They're right with each other. They're battling it out. One of them gets loose, gets into the other one. Boom, opens up the gap. There goes Parker Kligerman. There goes Sammy Smith. There is the opportunity for these guys. We saw it last season in the Cup Series race. We called out Ross Chastain 40-1. to We hit him there. Did he dominate that race? No. Was he leading even going to the last lap? No, but things worked out. He ended up moving somebody things. You know, he got moved first, moved somebody back. He wins 40 to one, even though there are guys that are, you know, the top of the top for when it comes to road courses, things can happen. You have flat tires, you have incidents, you have mechanical failures. So you have to have these long shots as well. Uh, and Parker Kligerman to me at 30 to one, again, a guy I just cannot pass up on, uh, on a style of track. 
where he's very good in the road courses. Yep. You might as well just when you when you know something's just pencil in Parker Kligerman, you know that yeah. one's coming. And it's and I mean it's not you're probably not going to take him at, at a just general oval. Like we come up to yeah. Kansas in a couple of weeks or whatever. Yeah, probably not. But the super speedways where he's he's not getting respected in the numbers specifically, if Kligerman was 15 to one even, eh, probably going to scroll right past him. But at 30 to one, what for what he can do, and he's he's specifically as good on super speedways, he's specifically good on on road courses and can make up that slight difference in equipment on those types of tracks. Uh, it's just screams too much value to, to pass it up. I concur. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to just go chalk. Uh, and this is, this is one that I just think at this point you're going to have to do it. And that's AJ Allmendinger. Stop me if you've heard this one already. Uh, but he is at plus 250. This is not super speedway odds. This is not the sexiest of all odds. But if you're going to get a guy that's going to win a road course race. He's in that 10 car, that college car, uh, and but he's not in the 16 like he's he's used to being. He's in the 10 car, but it, I don't think it matters. He's got 23 road course starts in the Xfinity Series, nine wins, 19 top fives, 20 top tens. Out of the 1,400 laps that he has run on road courses in the Xfinity Series, he has led 346 of them. He is an absolute monster when it comes to these in the Austin. Uh, he won the last time they were out in 2022, um, held off Austin Hill for that as well. Should have won the cup race then. Should've. I mean, he was leading late potentially. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the guy that Ross Chastain moved. Yep. So that's the guy that I had the money on as well. Uh, and then in 2021, he finished second to Kyle Bush of all people. Um, but he did lead three laps in that as well. Uh, and for for um, AJ, he did lead uh, at the end of stage one. He was the the winner there, and then he was at eighth place at the end of stage two. So he managed to find his way all the way back up to second place. That's and look, we talked about the fact that these stage things they they bunch things back up. When you're eighth place at the end of stage two, uh, and you have to find your way back up through the field to get to second place, that's not easy sometimes when it gets strung out. So. Um, I, again, I still love AJ Allmendinger for this race and that 10 car has done well for itself, uh, this season so far, Justin Haley rode it last week to a 10th place finish in Atlanta. Uh, the week before that it was Landon Castle who had an eighth place finish in, oh, I'm sorry. That was, uh, that was at Atlanta again, clicking the wrong buttons. But anyways, this, this 10 car has been up in the front, uh, over the last few races as well. Um, in that all-star car that Cody was talking about. Um, so, you know, I don't even care if he's driving the, the like, Mario Kart-type car. A.J. Allmendinger knows his way around road courses. This is a, a well-known fact. It's probably going to be a well-thrown-out well bet over the course of this, uh, this weekend, but it's going to cash, in my opinion, so why not make it? Yeah, I mean, he's the all-time leadingest or he's the all-time leadingest. Is that a word? Make it he's up. the all-time leadingest driver winner in Xfinity Series history on road courses. Like he's that good. He, he proves it every time he's out there. He's won multiple times in the Cup Series in subpar equipment. I mean, he won in a JTG car on a road course in the Cup Series multiple years ago. Like they don't win. They're not competitive in races like that generally. But he's that good. 
I mean, he constantly proves he's he's really good at. It. He's got the the road racing background. You could go on and on about his accolades. It's just you know, and if, if this is your first week listening to the show, I promise we're not always this chalky. But this might actually because I've already claimed Kyle Busch for tomorrow's Truck Series show. I don't know if you know that, Rod, but you do now. Uh, but this is probably the first time in the history of the show where we're going to have picked all three the all three favorites in all three series, and it, it really goes into just this this new no no stage caution thing and i think that that is so much going to make the top of the top just rise he's only plus 250 for a reason now like we talk about on the f1 gambling podcast with max verstappen where we'll sometimes bet him at minus 250 even uh you have to have the backup plans because something could go wrong with aj he could have a problem he could have a flat tire somebody gets into him any number of things and so that's why i think that you know, with my guys, you can still have the long shots in case. You can have Gibbs is going to clearly be the next best guy with Dinger and could outpace Dinger as well. Uh, but AJ is top of the line. Again, if you want to wait till after practice, if you want to wait till after qualifying, good luck because if he is the fastest, it's plus 250 now. Does it go down to, I mean, how low can it go, Rod? But we could see it go down. I, I wouldn't be surprised. So I think this is going to be the most favorite heavy weekend we've seen in a while. And again, anything can happen. And that's why we've got these other bets in here. That's why there's other things. That's why, you know, we give out the Moffat top fives, the all guy or top threes, because things can happen and other guys can find their way up there. But it's so hard to pick against the guys who are the clear cut favorites this week because they've just got such an advantage especially with the no stage caution thing. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest anybody go super heavy before qualifying either. Just make sure that you know that if you're going to push like a, a Dinger or a Gibbs now, uh, you know, it's probably good to, to lay just a little bit on it. it. Yeah. And I mean, like, especially Gibbs, man, the Dinger one's going to be interesting because if he comes out and he's fastest, how much lower can they drop that without it being, I mean, if it's Kyle Bush, I talked about it yesterday on the trucks plus plus one fifty five, like, Go get on that before we even record the truck series. Like, go get on that because that'll swing to minus 200 like it's nothing because it's Kyle Bush. Like, with this one, maybe Dinger doesn't drop as much, but like Ty Gibbs plus 500, if he's the fastest car in practice and qualifying, he'll be minus 250, minus 200 right away. Like, so you got to get on some of this stuff early. Um, and and again, like an all guy like all guy or qualifies well, that plus 600 is going to be gone. Sammy Smith comes out and surprises, sits on the pole. You're not getting them for a top five, a plus 400 anymore. So you got to get some of these in, maybe save a little room in your budget for, for some after practice stuff in case there's a big surprise. But I, I think this series will probably be the least amount surprised out of anyone. Uh, I think we've kind of laid the case for the guys that we really could see. I don't see anyone else. Again, it would be a surprise for a reason, I guess. But I don't, I don't think that uh, as much of the cup series, like there's probably a good 15 guys you could see that could easily land on the pole or be fast. And you could be like, Oh, okay. I maybe kind of expected, you know, Ryan Blaney to be okay, but now he's the fastest. I mean, he won the pole there last season. Right. And so I think it's going to be different in these series, but yeah, I think again, not to be chalky with the wind picks, but that's, if you've listened to the show for any period of time, I mean, obviously we've hit 40 to ones on Ross Chastain and stuff like that before, but we're going to give it to you the way that we think it's going to go. And sometimes, you just have to eat the chalk. And again, even on a super speedway last week, you called out Austin Hill. Yeah, it was only plus 450 on a super speedway, but guess what? Your money got multiplied 
four and a half times. So it, you know, a win is a win is a win is a win. So uh, it's it's why you lay the bet, right? You're not laying the bet just to just to lay the bet. And then look, entertaining bets. I I, I heard it on another uh, the Action Network show. Um, and and I really agree with with their philosophy too. Sometimes you have to make the fun bet, and that's fine. You know, if you make the fun bet, you you just throw a little bit out there just to see, just to have a rooting interest. We we say that's a good thing too. But also, we're here to win you money, and we want to yep. win you money. So, uh, hopefully, you have fun regardless of of how the bets go. Even if you're betting on the same folks, week after week after week after week. I mean, there are only thirty some odd drivers in the field. So, hey. You know, hey, we left out Riley Herbst this week. We sure he'll be did. Back on the, he'll be back on the card next week. Not, uh, man, I love betting on the guy, but it, if we, we could get top 10 odds. I take him for a top 10 all day, but I know I wanted top, five, top 10 odds well. on Moffitt. That's what I really wanted, but oh well. Yeah. And then, ugh, why don't we probably kill him too bad? That's probably why, but why don't yeah. they give us top 10s in the trucks and Xfinity? They're scared. They're they scared. should be scared because we'd fucking destroy them. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Let's get your pen get, and paper we need out. To get top twelves. We could kill them with Daniel Hemrick every week, or double top ten finishes, or double. T- yeah, we could top twelves. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, all right, so <laughs> let's get the pen and paper out. We'll go over our bets while Cody continues to hammer Hemrick at twelfth. Uh, Cody started you out with Sammy Smith as a top five car at plus four hundred. I said Justin Allgaier would finish inside the top three as he's done before at plus six hundred. Cody loaded you up on Kligerman bets with a top five at plus 300. He said he's going to win Group B, which consists of Mayor Barry, Sammy, Hemrick, and Grala, uh, and that is at plus 300. And then I told you Moffat was going to be a top five car at 10 to 1. Cody gave you a John Hunter Nemechek over our favorite Canadian that's not Canadian, that's from California, Sheldon Creed at plus 100. I said Daniel 12th place Hemrick was going to finish better at least one place than Kaz. Where is he at on road course? Grala at minus 125. We both agree on two bets. This is a, a, sport, a NASCAR gambling podcast first uh, where we gave you Hill over Cole Custer at plus 100 and Gibbs over William Byron at plus 110. Both of us agree on that one. And then Cody gave you Ty Gibbs at plus 500, Sammy Smith at 28 to 1, and Kligerman at 30 to 1 to win the race. And I said, go ahead and eat the chalk and love it. Hopefully, it's strawberry flavored chalk uh, at plus 250 to win the Pit Boss 250, the Coda in Austin, Texas. Cody, are you ready for some road racing? I'm ready. I'm excited. Uh, it's it's fun. You know, we got it's. There's more road courses now, obviously, than there's been in the past. It shakes things up. We've talked about it last season, this season as well. Like, look at the tracks we've been to, right? You, you got the big super speedway in Daytona. Then you got the the two-mile uh, worn track at Auto Club. Then you go to the standard mile-and-a-half intermediate. Then you go to the shorter flat track at Phoenix. Then you're back to a super speedway, but not a huge super speedway. It's it's the intermediate-sized one. Now you go left and right on road courses, like changing it up with the schedule. I like it. Something new, something different every week. Gives us different angles. Go back a few. If we had this show back when it was mile and a half every freaking week and the same two, three guys won every week, like the picks would have been real boring then. So uh, <laughs> at least it's at least we can change it up and have some different stuff now. And then I would have been talking about Jimmy Johnson a whole lot more. Yeah, so. exa- well, yeah, you go back for about a 10 year stretch and that's the one guy you give out every week and ah, you catch every week, too. <laughs> it's the way it is. It's the way it was. Yep. Um, all right. If you haven't already, like we said, go back, listen to the Cup Series 1. Tomorrow we'll be back with some truck series. And then, of course, Friday we'll wrap it all up with DFS. 
uh, for the Cup Series as well. But Cody, as we put a bow in the Xfinity episode, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yep, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Make sure you check out the show on YouTube. Rod put together an awesome intro. Uh, it, it plays uh, the same recording we've had forever, but got the video to it now. It's pretty sweet. I uh, really, really like it. Enjoyed that a lot. So thank you, Rod. Uh, and then get in the Discord too. I know we've had quite a few people jump in the Discord this week. Uh, you know, again, you can type in sg.pn slash Discord for a quick shortcut to get there. Hit us up on Twitter, whatever. Find us and find a way to get in there. Love to have you. Uh, great conversation. Get it on early lines sometimes. Ahead uh, of the line movement and stuff. So definitely join us there. And we'll talk racing all week with you. Talk during the races as much as we can. Gotta say, I love how this community has grown all of a sudden over the last few weeks. You guys have just been spectacular to get to know. Everybody that's new, welcome. And we we've seen you and we've talked to you and we're, we're enjoying it. Everybody that's been around, the OGs, love you just as much because you were the ones that laid the foundation for all the new folks to get in so just this has been so much fun this has been growing so much faster over the last few weeks and it's just been a blast so follow me on twitter at rj Gomez. link in the bio it's everything i got going on whether it's here whether it's in between media keep you posted all week again like cody said get in the in the discord we'll talk to you there we'll see you tomorrow everybody we'll talk some truck series bets hopefully they finally get some out but until then <laughs> let's go racing and let it ride!